I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm David Asman, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, January 15th, 2021. I'm Simon Owen. The coronavirus outbreak has turned the world upside down, but we still don't know how it started. Tonight, as a team of scientists arrives in China to investigate the origins of the pandemic, what they hope to achieve and the challenges they face. They say they will be interviewing individuals, perhaps individuals who first got it a year ago and say, hey, where'd you get it? Where do you think you got it? Were you in that market? Did you go somewhere else? This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. One year into the coronavirus outbreak, one of the biggest questions remains unanswered. How did it begin? Some experts wonder about a Chinese food market. President Trump has speculated about a mistake in a lab. While China is floating various theories, most of them suggesting the pandemic didn't begin on its soil. In the search for answers, a global team of experts recruited by the World Health Organization arrived this week in Wuhan, the central Chinese city where infections were first detected. Fox News Channel's senior foreign affairs correspondent Greg Palcott is covering the story. Simon, according to the World Health Organization, who we have been touched with right now, it looks like 14 of their scientists out of a 15-member team are quarantining in Wuhan, China. They had to do that for two weeks. They just flew in yesterday after a few hitch-ups at the border. They will be there. They will be investigating the origins of COVID-19. COVID-19 should have come from there, one place or another, should have left there in some manner. And and that is what this team of top flight scientists from around the world, including, by the way, from the United States, is going to be looking into once they get out of quarantine. We believe there will be at least another two weeks on the ground there, Simon. So there's been an awful lot of speculation about where the outbreak began, how the outbreak began. But actually, despite the massive impact it's had on the world, we don't actually know very much at all, right? It's remarkable, Simon. Yeah, I've been told by the WHO that this team, again, once they get out of quarantine, will visit a number of places in and around Wuhan. What we're hoping for, though we didn't get it confirmed from the WHO, is they will go to this seafood market that sells bats where from which perhaps this COVID-19 virus was transmitted. Uh, it is believed that it happened there. They tell me, the WHO, they want to set up a whole analysis, kind of a CSI Wuhan, to find out what went to what, went to who, went to where, et cetera, et cetera. What they'll also hopefully go to is a Wuhan's uh, Research Institute for Virology. This is where the strains of the COVID-19 was studied. Now, some, and some would characterize them as conspiracy theorists, some contend that the virus was there and was either uh, transmitted out of there, leaked from there uh, by accident or even on purpose and then transmitted to the world. But there, there's, as you noted, a lot of questions without a lot of solid answers, even though we're a year plus after the uh, start of this horrible disease. And you mentioned these places that they might go to. But is it the case that we don't actually know where they're going or what exactly they're going to do? Are they not saying that publicly? 
Well, the thing is, Simon, uh, what, what we do know is that China has been blocking this thing for months. Uh, WHO wanted to be there enforced in July. They ended up just sitting in a hotel room, uh, two of their scientists, uh, in Beijing for, for, for two weeks. Uh, no, China has been blocking this, has been delaying it. They contend that they've run their own government probe. We really haven't seen the results of that. And just to top it off, Simon, they've been putting out heavily now for the past couple of months all sorts of theories about really where this disease came from not from china maybe it came from spain maybe it came from italy maybe it came from the u.s military when they were on some kind of training exercise incredibly for such a such an event that has taken up the entire world in one way or another for so long there's still a huge number of questions what is the the world health organization saying to you about the kind of access it expects or hopes to gain during this? They say right now they're talking by video uh, with their counterparts uh, in Wuhan. That is the, these these now 14 scientists. Uh, and uh, so they, they know that they're going to be talking two experts they contend and they laid out a whole uh, two-page dossier of, of to me of what they what they want to do and they contend they will be visiting sites they say they will be looking at evidence they say they will be interviewing individuals perhaps into individuals who first got it a year ago and say hey where'd you get it where do you think you got it were you in that market did you go somewhere else? They might be talking to individuals at the research lab. Did you keep that strain, that, that mutant virus in one location? Is there any chance it could have leaked that? That's what they want to do, and that's what they propose to do. And then they say they'll set up a whole epidemiological uh, analysis, and they contend by the end of this, they'll have a better idea, but they admit they'll still have more questions. You've been listening to Fox's Greg Palcott. We'll be right back. I mean, you, you mentioned hitches at the border. What do we know about how this has gone so far in the very early stages? It, it seemed ominous uh, when we first heard this yesterday, Simon, but I think it's working itself out. It, it's, it's a 15-member team of scientists, 13 uh, connected through Singapore on their way directly by plane into Wuhan. Two were held back. Uh, Chinese or other officials said that they tested uh, positive for antibodies of COVID-19. That means not that they had or have COVID-19, but they have had it sometime in the past. And apparently by Chinese standards, that meant that you can't even go in there, even if you're not contagious anymore. But it seems to have been worked out. One more has been checked out again, and he's allowed to go in, and perhaps the, the, the last one can go in too. But, but it's such a full team of top flight scientists. Again, one is based in the United States, one is based in Britain, that uh, even, if, even if one gets left out, you know, it's going to be a team that can really get to the bottom of things. But I mean, to have these the, these last minute hitches and then they've got to go into a two week quarantine and then there'd been reports of visa delays and confusion even before this trip started. It, it, it sounds like they're already running into obstacles before they even start work. Well, Simon, they're running, running out of time. I mean, 
I was not told this specifically by the WHO, but I've seen in two different reports that they only plan to be on the ground doing field work for two weeks once they get out of this two-week quarantine. I don't think anybody will say that's enough. And, and even they, WHO, admits that there will have to be some pretty impressive follow-ups. But at least they're there. Again, uh, they've been trying to get in for months and months and months. Finally, it took the head of the WHO uh, uh, earlier this week, on, on, on Monday of this week, to say, hey, we're, we're, we're being blocked because they were blocked last week in getting getting the proper visas for the whole team. Hey, this has got to end. And, and the big criticism, I, I think maybe as your listeners know of the WHO, is they've been a bit too friendly with China during this whole thing. And finally, uh, this this Geneva-based body uh, blew a gasket and, and got their scientists in. Yeah, I mean, the, the Trump administration has frequently been critical of, of China throughout this, this crisis, but the World Health Organization generally has been more, more positive towards Beijing. Absolutely, and, and that should have paid off with better and better access. Uh, maybe maybe months before. I mean, you got to understand their position. They're dealing with uh, close to two hundred uh, countries around the world that they're dealing with. They've got to be diplomatic, uh, especially with uh, a powerhouse like China, especially with with, with a place that hold so many answers to their questions but yeah they have been slammed uh, for their treatment of uh, china they have been slammed for their characterization of this disease took a long time to call it a, a world health emergency took a long time to call it a pandemic i think critics will tell you or let's say uh people who are familiar with the organization will tell you that is the methodical multinational way the who works i think at the, the bottom line i don't think there's some uh some conspiracy here that needs to be routed out but but certainly they have taken their 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 hit simon uh, this has become so politicized particularly in the us and and in in china as well um and in these kind of politicized situations i think people often hope for quick results are they going to get it in this case yeah, I, I I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to get it. But but uh, some information is is better than nothing, uh, Simon. And so that they are very uh, positive that they are in there now. And you got to believe, even in this two weeks of quarantine of the, these uh, scientists sitting in hotels, they will be uh, doing everything they can to uh, first uh, get closer to a firsthand knowledge of what what the facts are, and then they will maximize try to anyway every minute they're on the ground there but for for those of us uh who have been in china we know that even as a as a journalist just covering a news event it's it's a tedious process so um yeah let's not expect miracles but uh it's it's certainly an, an important step simon all right greg thank you very much for speaking to us thank you been listening to the fox news rundown Rundown. stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com and for up to the minute news go to foxnews.com
I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.